Hello there, and welcome back to the Dark Arts Podcast with your host, Alicia Zapatella. I'm Josh Thomas. How are you guys doing today? How has your work week been? We are two episodes back from our little hiatus, I think, two episodes back. Mm-hmm. How's it feel, getting back in the swing of things, babe? I think it's fun. Um, it's been a while since we have done anything like this, so... Um, it was a little bit weird at first. Um, the first video we had to do twice, and then, or well, the first podcast we had to do twice, um, and then now, oh, it's fun. This one's taking us like probably about eighty different uh, starts, but we got our audio level corrected, which like makes me feel a lot better. Oh, me too. Usually, I'm like super quiet on it, and I hope that it's gonna be better this time. I can't remember why I turned it down. I turned it... It was something for Scotty, but I can't remember what. Um, I think it was for the weekly. We were recording something for the weekly. Mm-hmm. And I just... I can't remember what it was. But I turned it down. And that's why I was, like, clicking up there. Because I thought that it was, like, something. You just talk loud as fuck? Yeah. I was just <laughs> like, hey! See that fucking spike. Um... Gosh, I was thinking back on the, I think it might have been the first podcast we done, and mm-hmm. you said Johnny Sins. Johnny Sins, yeah. And I fucking like, <laughs> kept looping it in. It was like, yeah. That was I have that. I have that little loop. Uh, I wonder if it just picked that up. I have that little loop saved, though, and I thought about just interjecting it in like random pieces oh, of the podcast. That'd be funny. I actually thought about, and I wondered if you were going to do that. Johnny Sins. <laughs> I, I asked you, I, I knew you would say Johnny Sins again. That's why I was like, okay, I can just either say it again. I'll have like a fresh one. But yeah. no, I have the old one saved. <laughs> the, the way that you edited the first video was um, <laughs> really fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I think every time we said, um, I, I distorted the shit out of it. Or like, uh. Yeah, it was, uh, that's what it was, yeah. We were getting our, our, um, we were getting our bearings. Cause like, I've had podcasts and you've done a lot of podcasts, so. Definitely. Um, and sometimes it just kind of takes a little bit to get into the swing of things. Yeah, it, like, sitting here, which by the way, Dark Arts Studio, uh, location TBA, Virginia. Well, I mean, I say TBA, but it's actually just NA because I'm not going to tell you guys where we live. Yeah. But um, it's a little weird here compared to, like, the living room in Michigan. It is a little weird. Yeah, it just feels awkward, I think. Um, once we get, like, a better setup, I think that it'll feel, it'll yeah. feel better, yeah. Yeah, it'll feel a lot, like, a lot looser. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I just feel like, I don't know, like, I just feel wound up. I guess. How was your day? What did you do yesterday and today? What did I do yesterday yes. and today? Okay. I meant to ask you on, on the podcast we recorded uh, about your shopping spree. But... So yesterday I had a very exciting day, right? Um, I woke up. I didn't really know what to do. And um, just like most white girls, I'm like, what am I going to do? All right, let's go to Target. So <laughs> I got ready and um, I went to Target and... I was there for, like, way too long because as soon as I, you know, thought to myself that I was going to leave Target, um, I saw the makeup section. And a lot of my makeup has been broken for the last year, so went over there and I was, like, getting a couple things and then I just got, like, a shit ton, like, kind of replaced everything. Um, and then I went to Books A Million, you know, if anyone knows me, I love books. Um, so I just spent a lot of time in there and then... Ross is in DJ Maxx. I actually ended up buying quite a few clothes from DJ Maxx. I'm I'm excited about your haul. You got a I call it the coyote jacket, but it's like a <laughs> it's like a brown furry like North Face kind of. It's so nice though. It is so comfortable. Um, this thing is heavy as fuck, and it is so soft. And it was only twelve bucks. Like that was a fucking steal. <laughs> okay, so for anybody that doesn't know, Alicia and I are definitely bargain shoppers. Oh, yeah. Like, 100. Mm-hmm. So, this $12 jacket, that's pretty fucking phenomenal, honestly. Yeah, like, I would have expected to pay at least, like, $50 for that, for that jacket. Absolutely. Like, it's so nice. Like, jackets are so fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, like as you see, like, I have, like, an obsession with hoodies, but hoodies are fucking stupid expensive. Mm-hmm. I used to have an obsession with leather jackets. I used to Ooh. have, like, four or five, and I've gotten rid of most of them, but... 
The you wore the one little leather jacket when we went to the fights in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Probably the black one. Yeah. I used to have a black one, a white one, a red one, blue, and brown, and <laughs> and also like a thick black one too. But I only really rock the uh, black one nowadays. It's really cute. I like it. I <clears throat> there's like a thing. So women can wear leather jackets for like ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. I don't know why I said ever. Forever. <laughs> um, women can wear leather jackets for like ever. And like they come off as cool when mm-hmm. a woman wears one. But if I ever, like if I'm ever in public and I see a dude wearing a leather jacket, I'm just like, dude, I would fucking smoke you. Uh, yeah. I feel like men get judged so much harder for wearing a leather jacket. Like, I saw a guy wearing a leather jacket at like weigh-ins before. And like everyone was just like making fun of him as soon as they saw him walking. It's like so. Okay, so when we were growing up, the only dudes you seen in leather jackets were like bikers, mm-hmm. right? And they were like the traditional like black like uh, the cut jackets or whatever, right? <laughs> so somewhere in the early two thousands, leather jackets <laughs> became a thing with the dudes that ride um, like ninjas and jixers and like mm-hmm. uh, crotch rockets and stuff. But they started wearing, like, the white ones. Like, the white leather jackets with, like, the red stripe up the arm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah. And I still see those. I still see guys wearing them. And I'm just like, dude, you look like such a douchebag. <laughs> like, like, I wear, like, hoodies and sweatpants, mm-hmm. like, 90% of the time. And I feel like this dude with, like, his fucking dicky jeans and his white leather jacket. He could be the coolest dude in there. He could literally be Elon Musk levels of cool. And I'd still be like, yeah, this, this guy's probably, a fucking douchebag. I would still think the same thing. They always have those goatees. Yes. If you If you listen to this podcast and you have a goatee and a white leather jacket with a red stripe up the arm, I'm sorry. And those pants, too. And those dicky jeans. Yeah. yeah Dickies makes good pants, so I ain't going to talk shit. <laughs> when I was living in Arizona, I went to... Um, so, when I flew to Arizona, I didn't know how long I was going to be there. I didn't know I was like going to live there. So, um, I was very like underprepared, like packing-wise. So I remember going to like this really weird store off of like Buckeye in Phoenix and I went and I bought six pairs of Dickies, but I bought them all the exact same color. Why? I have no fucking idea. It never hit me that I was buying six of the same yeah. So six pair of Dickie shorts, the black the black Dickie shorts. I looked like a fucking cholo. Yeah, so like everyone always thought that you yeah. everyone always thought that you were wearing like the exact same thing. Every day I change my top religiously because you have to when you're, yeah. when you're rocking. Yeah. Yeah, but at least like your pants look the same <clears throat> every single day. I was like a fucking character from like an adult cartoon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Bobby Hill wears the same shorts. And yeah. Pants. Yeah, I was. I was like Bobby Hill. Yeah, I will take a little bit of weed. A little bit of weed. Um, that is one thing that I am enjoying the most about being Oof. out of. I didn't even, camp. I did not mean to mention it. I mean, I guess we smoke weed on stream before, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely talk about it online, and I have no contest for it, so... <laughs> yeah, true that. You're like the female Diaz yeah. at this point. If you don't know, I have a no contest for weed that I actually failed on 420, so if you're going to fail a test for weed any day, it should be 420. I think... Drug testing for marijuana is just so stupid to begin with. I said no thanks to the weed, and I definitely just fucking hit it, too. Have you noticed that? (laughs) Um, No, it's so stupid, drug testing for weed. I wish they treated marijuana like... um, I would say like alcohol, but alcohol you can still fail drug tests for. I wish they they treated um, marijuana like just normal shit. Right. Like, why even test for it? It's legal in most states. It's legal in the state we're in now. It was legal in the state we were in. Mm-hmm. Um, athletic commissions, in my opinion, the reason, the reason like so much shit is weird is because the people in the hierarchy are like older people. Mm-hmm. They're like one generation behind us, or maybe two. Because yeah. the generation behind us would be like, I'm trying to think like like a Luke and Bree almost because they're right. what five to ten years older than us. So they're yeah, yeah, I would like, say generationally. Uh, like one generation above us and they understand the benefits of it so it's probably like the people that are two generations above us yeah because the stigmas surrounding weed are still the same i mean they're changing with the younger generations but i would say that's probably the reason 
Living in Florida, you get really used to hearing the John Morgan, Morgan and Morgan commercials. Mm-hmm. Not John Morgan, um, like the fucking reporter, the blue shirt guy, but John Morgan uh, owns like a law firm, like an injured uh, call this number um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And he does all these commercials. Well, he was like the head of like the legalization attempt in Florida. And that's like a dude that owns his own business. He's a millionaire and he is 50, 60 years old pushing on the radio, like pushing on the radio, mm-hmm. on TV, et cetera, mm-hmm. for the legalization of marijuana because he understood the health benefits behind it. Okay. That's really interesting. Um, I mean, I was living in Michigan previously where for basically the entire time that I lived there, weed had been legal or they were trying to get it legalized. Um, yeah, so I don't really... Do you remember the first time you took me to the dispensary and I was like, where's your med card? Like, yeah, I had to... Cause yeah. Everywhere I've ever been has been um, medicinally legal mm-hmm. or just not legal at all. So, like, for me, walking into, um, where was it? We walked into the treehouse, wasn't it? The yep, very the first time. Yep. In Ann Arbor. Yeah, and they took my phone number and they were like, oh, happy shopping. I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. it blew my mind. Yeah, that's actually why I wanted to go there. I figured that, like, you'd probably never been to a dispensary where you can just kind of walk in. And the treehouse was actually a perfect place to go. I had never been there. You, like, walk up the stairs, and it's, like, a little, like, store, like, hang out. Like, I don't know. It's, it's The vibes are cool there. Yeah. Um, so. I think we even made the joke, or I made the joke to the security guard. Because they, they do have, like, a security that checks your ID. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and you go in. Um, and most dispensaries do. Like, most dispensaries we went to have, like, a person at a door. Yeah. They always have a person at the door checking your ID. They check your ID, and then you just walk right in. So, mm-hmm. When they were checking IDs, I assumed they were checking for cards, and I was like, oh, I have glaucoma. And he's like, you ain't got to lie. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so cool. But then, like, moving to Virginia, like, marijuana is legal here, uh, recreational and, like, medicinal, but, like, there's still no dispensaries yet, which is, I mean, there is, but you have to have a card to buy, which is still mm-hmm. super shitty. I shouldn't even be bitching because we live in a legal state, and we yeah. just moved from a legal state. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, growing is legal, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, growing is legal. You can have four plants a person, so in our house, I mean, you can have eight in total. But, okay. I mean, how often are the fucking cops going to knock on the door and be like, oh, pot police, we're just checking how many, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we have two extra plants. Oh, Shit. no. He just writes us a little fun. It'll be like getting a speeding ticket. What if he point. just fucking just takes our weed? Just, <laughs> just get fucking hustled. Yeah. So just keep the plants. <laughs> I'm taking that fucking crunch wrap burrito too. <laughs> Why evidence? <laughs> um, no, I've had bad run-ins with the law, so I don't like. I'm I'm not like one of those fuck the police kind of people, but like at the same time, like I don't like they shouldn't fuck with us for having two extra marijuana plants because how are they gonna know without coming in our home? And we're right. not we're not DGNs, like we don't fucking. Yeah. Go out and raise hell anymore. So no, n- not not degens at all. There's no reason they'd come in and counter plants. Oh, oh, sweet! We got a video exporting. Sweet. Okay. What our Patreon. Our Patreon. The spinning elbow videos is exporting now. I just got the message. That's that's awesome. That's um, exciting. If you want to learn some shit about uh, spinning elbows, you can <laughs> visit our Patreon. That was so not an ad either. Like, I don't know if the mic picked up my phone vibrating, but it definitely vibrated. And it was definitely... Yeah, that was not an ad. That was completely real time. But you should totally check out the Patreon. We <clears throat> have been working on some really cool stuff. Um, I have some really slick shit that I like that I want to put out there. Um, and, yeah, Josh does too. We have a lot of really cool stuff. And, like, the cool thing about it is, like, it's stuff that we teach in our curriculum, um, which will eventually be mm-hmm. 100% digitized and, like, for sale um, on the internet. But until then, the Patreon's really cool because, like, we can interact with, like, fans and mm-hmm. the martial arts community that, like, let's say, like, you're in fucking... Mm, pick a random place, babe. Random state. Three, random two, state? Three, two, one, go. Maine. Okay, let's say you're in Maine and you're a really big fan of Half Pint and you're like, oh, I'd love to train with her. Well, now you kind of fucking can, because we're going to be teaching you shit on mm-hmm. Patreon. Plus, yeah. there's going to be, like, behind-the-scenes shit, too. We have a really good fucking, uh... We have some bloopers that are yeah. fantastic. Um, I'm okay, for anybody wondering. 
I'm okay too. You fucking okay? You just got taken down. Like, I got kicked in the head. I got taken down, but like it was, I was not prepared at all. You, it wasn't fair. Speaking of kicked in the head, old Peter Yawn here was practicing uh, grounded knees earlier. Definitely got more than close. Well, more than close for my comfort to my head. I was in complete control of my <laughs> knees, but I don't know. I'm just. You'd finish me. Yeah. It'd have been a finisher, hundred yeah. percent. We should do a fucking video eventually on grounded. Uh, you know those knee strikes. Yeah. Like you've seen Adriano Marais uh, mm-hmm. do to DJ. Mm-hmm. We should just do one of those. When's the perfect time to knee your opponent while they're on the ground? <laughs> I mean, but that would be perfect for, like, other rule sets. Like, there are... Yeah. Asia, Asia yeah. still, like, understands that, like... Like, what is the idea behind an MMA fight? It's literally to take all the disciplines and put them against each other in a simulated mm-hmm. death match, right? Like, yeah. I say simulated death match because you can be choked unconscious, you can have a bone broken, or you can be knocked unconscious, right? Right. So, in my mind, that's, like, a simulated death match. Like, yeah. that's a fight-to-kill situation. So why not make everything legal? I I agree with that. And that, like I guess might as well put like when the, when the best time to soccer kick. I feel yeah, like so you can still soccer kick overseas. Like mm-hmm. I want to fight specifically overseas. Like I don't give a fuck if I ever fight in America. I don't care if my family can ever come watch. Like as long mm-hmm. as like you're there. Like maybe later on we bring Sadie if I'm still fighting, like when she gives a fuck. But yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like I only want to fight overseas because like the rule set I don't wanna say like it fits me better because like that makes me sound like a douchebag. It just wants to like knee people and kick, soccer kick. I wish I wish that when I was overseas I would have trained for that more and I would have thought about that. Because the girl that I was fighting was like also a wrestler and we got we actually got into a lot of scrambly positions. Like it wasn't just mm-hmm. a stand up match like most of them become um but there was totally like times when i could have kneed her in the face or i could have like soccer kicked her like something the coolest position that you go to like frequently is that front headlock position Mm -hmm. because you could like snap down and then spring up into a knee um but no like i feel like asian culture understands it for more martial arts whereas the western world like u.s and canada have kind of looked at it more as like a sport I agree with that. Um, the, Asia really, like, they respect the martial arts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, like, the crowd is completely different over there. They're, like, silent and they only, like, clap and cheer when stuff is really good, so. Yeah. I really like the like the fighting in a ring, too. I like cages. And, I mean, like, to be honest, like, um, like we're, we're going to make a pretty nice little killing off of people fighting in cages, but head over to our Patreon or Dynamic Striking. That was an ad. Anyway, that was um, an ad. <laughs> um, no, like, cage grappling is, like, super important now, but, like, I like the, the, like, Ryzen, or I loved how Pride did it, like, when Pride used to fight in the ring, mm-hmm. and then Ryzen does it now. Um, I actually enjoyed fighting in a ring. Like, it's fun. Yeah. Um, I used to spar in a ring, like, way back when. It was fun. Um, but fighting in one was good i i actually like cornered her up against like the fucking like corner thing and just, mm-hmm. like punched her in the face like you can use that to your advantage I the only it. thing that sucks about the ropes is like if you're ian mccall against like manel cape at rising um I'm trying to think of the, the number anyways ian kind of got cut by the ropes <clears throat> oh, shit. yeah he got cut he like it shows the slow-mo show like his face being pushed into the ropes and then he turned and it like gashed him um I like what Karate Combat does. I like the bowl. Like, so, you have your phone. Mine's, mine's like, about to die. Um, yeah. So, just Google Karate Combat. It's the Boss Rootin' promotion. They fight in, like, a fucking bowl. In a bowl? Yeah. This, that sounds interesting. In a fucking bowl. Oh, that looks cool. It, so, it eliminates, and I mean, this is like a karate setting, so yeah. like when I fought in the the Grand Prix that I fought in, it was an open mat, um, which I think makes a lot more sense fighting, because a cage, like, it limits your mobility, I like, want... that's badass, right? Yeah. This was... I sent all the shit to fight for karate combat, and they still haven't, um... So, alright, are most uh, of them... i popping my knuckles from my curious. Oh. 
So there's a couple where like the wall comes down straight, mm-hmm. but most of them are where the wall yeah. comes down at, at an, an, an angle. Yeah. Is that like the? Yeah, that's uh, like the standard. Yeah. That's standard. Okay. Um, to me, like that's perfect because you can't utilize it to to like get to an advantageous position. Like it forces you to fight. So like with a karate rule set, like it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when I done my Muay Thai Grand Prix, um, it was like an open mat. It was like a big yeah. open uh, auditorium, which was really cool because like. Like, with traditional fighting, you have a rope or a cage, and you can kind of, like, work your way <laughs> off of it, but with a big open area, you're forced to, like, engage. Yeah. Or okay. it's, like, kind of weird, but, yeah, you're, yeah. you're like forced to engage. Um, yeah. I like that. That looks cool. But you know me. I like dropping my hands and just fighting. Yeah, you stress me out. <laughs> I stress myself out sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, how have I got here? <laughs> um, But, yeah, I... I like what Ryzen does. I like the, I like the Asian take on mixed martial yeah. arts because it's it's still martial arts for them. And even one, like if you if you read any of the stuff that one publishes, one is about being like martial artists. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you see people like Surreal gone, like are coming mm-hmm. to the UFC and they're just point fighting. And I'm not like yeah. picking on Surreal just because he lost to Francis, but like. Surreal's like a typical like point fighter, or you mm-hmm. have like um, what's that fucking guy that I hate? <laughs> Bilal. Yeah. Bilal like point fights. Yeah. But he does it with wrestling, whereas Surreal does it with uh, stand up. But um, it's it's looked at more as like a sport, and like it is a sport, and these are athletes. But at the end of the day, like you're still martial artists. You know what I mean? Oh, completely. Um, as as a sport, like they treat it, Americans treat it like similar to. A, going to a f- football game yeah um and that's not the same as like asia which i really like their rule sets i do too um the only thing i liked did not like about rising is i didn't get to put vaseline on my face but, uh, that is really weird after yeah. you told me that yeah that's really weird but um i don't know I, li- I like the respect factor because there's a lot of like knowledge like to understand what's going on in this like i don't know you're right. There is. It's, yeah. There's a lot of depth to it. Yeah. Um. So the fact that they can look at it as an art, instead of just two people trying to fuck each other up. Yeah. 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 I like how they they clap too. Yeah. I like how they clap and there's not really a lot of people yelling during mm-hmm. the fights and like it's it's I really like that and I liked that about um like when people fought in like the empty arenas and shit. Mm-hmm. I liked being able to hear every punch and I liked being able to like hear the corners and, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm sure it was like stressful for some of the fighters like fighting at the apex and they can hear like DC and Biz being like commentating. I'm sure it's annoying. Yeah. Hearing, hearing the commentators is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Could you hear in your last fight? Could you hear? No, not in my last fight because there was like a couple of fans there. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. So there's some people yelling Um. but in my first fight like during COVID mm-hmm. um it was really weird. Yeah. Yeah, because especially, like... Did it feel like sparring almost? Or no? It felt a little bit like sparring. And then I remember, I think I was fighting Lindsay, and I think she landed, like, I, like, blocked a head kicker. I don't know. It didn't hurt, mm-hmm. but then I heard yeah. the commentators, like, yeah. reacting like it hurt, and, mm-hmm. you know, it that was a little weird. I think we talked about it last week, or maybe just me and you in private, but fighting is, like, 90% mental. Mm-hmm. Like, when you hear shit like that, um, that's why you see guys like Justin Gaethje, <clears throat> like, he, um, he's, like, a performer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, the crowd amps him up, whereas, like, you have guys like, um, uh, what's that fucking guy's name? Paul Espinall. Mm-hmm. Paul Espinall hasn't fought in front of uh, fans yet, and he was telling Ariel Helwani like that was one of the things he was kind of nervous about was fighting in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so like affects people really different. But I'm with you. Anytime I was ever fighting, and I could hear the crowd, or I could hear if I was grappling and like I was mm-hmm. in front of the commentary booth or whatever. It's like weird because like you start overanalyzing shit. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um. No, I agree. I like I feed I feed off of the energy of the fucking. Of the crowd. Um, it's nice, you know, like, taking somebody down and, like, hearing, like, the crowd, yeah. like, fucking, ah, you know? It's great. <laughs> I think it's just cool. Like, humans have this, um, like, this necessary, like, they have this need for, like, uh, approval. Yeah. And I think that's what it is sometimes. Like, when you, like, 
like I know like um like fighting in front of a crowd and like people are cheering for you like you land mm-hmm. a big takedown and the whole crowd's like ooh ah you know what I mean yeah but even something like as small as like um I'm trying to think of like a really good example like just somebody like praising you for something like so little mm-hmm. like oh thank you for holding the door like it just makes you feel good you know what yeah. I mean? like just yeah. that little bit of approval and I think humans deep down like they um like they strive for that almost yeah maybe I'm wrong. Like, who knows? Maybe it's just, like, an ego thing. I like to think, like, I've eliminated, like, all ego mm-hmm. um, for myself, like, over the last, like, year and a half to two years or whatever. Yeah. Through the use of, like, um, mind-altering drugs and, like, and like just, like, mindset shit. Like, I feel like I've eliminated my ego. But I still, <laughs> like, like, when I would be sparring and I could hear, like, you and Chris, like, talking about it, like, I don't know, like, that approval just makes me feel, like, good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, like, I'll hold, like, a door for, like, an old person. They'll be, like, so thankful. And, like, that makes you feel like... hmm You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people, like, thrive off of that. I... I won't say I thrive off of it, but, like, I appreciate it's it. Nice. Yeah, it's it's like nice. It's like a nice little... Yeah, it's yeah. like a nice little hit. Yeah. It's like... I, <clears throat> I would say the example that you used... For example, it's kind of perfect because, like, if I hold the door for somebody, like, you know, them saying, like, thank you, like, you're, like, I don't know, it's, like, it's nice, like, it, makes, little, you, it makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, so character would be doing something regardless of who's watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, in our characters, like, I notice, like, with you, you do a lot of really nice things, and I try to do the nice thing as much <laughs> as I can. And sometimes, like, as humans, like, we just. Like, we just have a bad day, you know? Yeah. It's like, we're not always capable of doing, like, the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you do it, and you don't expect anything from it, and then you get something. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's why yeah. I use the, the example of, like, holding the door. Because, like, yeah. holding the door for somebody, like, going into, like, a store or something, and you're just having, like, a bad day. You just want to get in. But you still hold the door for this person because it's you're just mm-hmm. courteous. And then they're like, oh, thank you, you know? Like, it, I don't know. Just, um, it can almost, like, it's... Like a little hit of dopamine, like it just makes you feel good. Yeah. It's like sugar. <laughs> <laughs> like sugar. I've had a lot of sugar today. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was listening on Joe Rogan earlier. It always makes me feel like shit when I listen to like podcasts that are like semi-healthy, like um, mm-hmm. Ebb and Britain, the Ebb and Flow podcast, like one of my favorite ones. And he's like a yogi, and he's like really into health, and he talks about like how bad sugar is, and then course joe rogan has waged the war on covid and sugar you know yeah so um anytime i hear joe talk about sugar i always feel like shit because i'm just like oh, I <laughs> slammed a monster <laughs> i'm eating a fucking kit kat or whatever you know you drink a lot of caffeine i i'm i survive off caffeine i think yeah i, I would agree with that yeah like you need a monster or like i don't think you can function i will literally fucking snap I so I have my monsters like in the morning and I'll start them on my way to work and then I'll finish them on first break and I find myself like in the mornings when I first wake up and like I tell you bye I tell Sadie bye like and I'm walking out the door I have like almost this itch to where I have to open the can as soon as I sit down <laughs> and then like literally on my break I'm walking out to the car and I'm just like I need that fucking monster yeah. and I know like 30 minutes before break now I'm even just like, I can't wait for that monster. <laughs> like, it's fucking crazy. It makes me feel like a crackhead. Yeah, on, on days that, like, you don't work, if we have a monster here, like, the first thing you do is you get up, you open the fucking monster. If we don't have a monster here, the first thing we do is we get up, we get in the car, we go down to the fucking gas station, we get a monster. <laughs> <coughs> Semi-crackhead-ish. <laughs> <laughs> They need to sell them in bigger than just, like, the four packs. They do. They sell them in, like, an eight pack and, like, a 24 pack. Oh, shit. Why don't we get those? Because I can't drink more than one a day. Because if I do it, like, it fucks my kidneys up and it makes me all jittery and shit. Well. If I have them, I'll drink them. (laughs) If I have them, I'll drink them. Pace yourself. I feel like it'd probably be cheaper, wouldn't it? Like. Probably, but I'm a fucking crackhead. We can buy the 24 pack and then I just need you to hide, like. Literally, like, 20 at a time. Okay, so I could just bring them in, like... Yeah. Sporadically. Yeah, just hide them in the house. Don't tell me where you've hid them. And well, I'll just I'll fucking just... put them in my car. 
No, because what if on the off chance I sleep in, you go somewhere? I'll be pissed if I wake up and there's not one. <laughs> okay, so if you just woke up for like eight days straight and there was a monster in the fridge on the ninth day, you can't, be ju- fucking bit. I'm you actually- can't just drive to the fucking gas station. It's, it's 10.50 right now, and I'm actually worried because I have to get gas in the morning. And yeah. I usually go to the gas station, it's closed, and I just do the debit. Mm-hmm. But I need a monster, so now I'm trying to think. Can I make it 20 miles on E to get my monster? Is the other gas station open? No, they're closed in the morning, too. Bastards. I have no idea what to tell you. Um, how I guess m- I'm just going to run out of gas. How many miles do you have? Enough left? to get a monster. Well, look. No, I, don't, I really don't know my car, my car's like super sporadic. Oh, okay. I've never let it run out of gas. I pride myself on that. And I'm not oh. going to start tomorrow by trying to drive 20 minutes out of the way to get a monster and gas. Huh. Well, is there not we a might, gas? We is might there literally not leave a... as soon as we stop recording and I might get gas and a monster tonight. Okay. It's a, yeah, we're already waiting on laundry. Fuck. Ish. Fair. Yeah. Ish. 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 Your Ish. tweet earlier. Let's address that. What about my tweet earlier? So, we were watching King of the Hill. Yes. As we always do, because it's a fucking classic, right? Correct. It's, um, like, it's like my comfort so show. So, I didn't really watch it that much growing up. Like, I would watch it um, because it was around, it was on TV around, like, the time of other shows that I would watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've watched damn near all of it, if not all of it, more than once. Now. What do you what do you think about it? I enjoy it. <laughs> Your tweet earlier. Okay. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. For pe- okay, so Alicia tweeted something along the lines of My boyfriend has such a thick accent that I can now understand every word that Boomhauer says. Um, okay, so when we're recording, I feel like you talk like better or like more clear than normal sometimes you will just fucking talk like it just like i I don't know how to explain it but like your words just come out like like together like (laughs) kind of like mumbled but like all of like the words like become like not one word but like three words but it's like eight words you know yeah does that make sense yeah how does boomhauer sound can you can you reenact it? No. Okay. Uh, say, Dagon, gotta get up, go get a monster in the morning in your best boom hour. I what? Okay. Dagon. Dagon. Gotta go get a monster in the get, morning. Got gotta go get a monster in the morning. Yeah, in your best boom hour. Dagon, gotta go get a monster in the morning. <laughs> I I, I sound like that all the time. I want you to say it. Daggone, gotta go get a monster in the morning, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He talks like that all the, yeah, all the time. There's people that's worse than me, though. Like, JR. Yeah. He's worse than me. Yeah. Yeah, ten times worse. Oh. Yeah. Definitely. I can't even understand him half the time, and we're from the same fucking hood. Yeah, sometimes I don't understand what people are saying yet, so I just smile and nod. Um. <laughs> Earlier, we, we was having a conversation about something random, and you thought I said something about a dog, and you were just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you literally smiled and nodded at me, like, yeah. I was like, wait, what? I had no idea why you were bringing up a fucking dog into the conversation. But I just fucking went with it. There was one comment I seen because I seen it had like it had comments, so I was like, all right, let's see what these motherfuckers are saying. So I clicked it, and the one guy said, "What was his first language?" Do you remember what you wrote? Uh, no. What? No. Some guy said, "What is his first language?" Talking about me. Oh, I wrote banjo. (laughs) Your parents definitely didn't know what to expect the first time. I don't think. Oh, I don't think they had any idea either. No, not at all. Yeah. So my mom had heard about you for a while as, like, my friend, and then out of, like, nowhere, I'm like, oh, I want you guys to meet somebody. So they, like... Yeah. Yeah. And my dad took to you, like, fucking quick. (laughs) Your dad's like a fucking Canadian redneck. That's my guy. Yeah. I feel like it, um... Because... 
you had sent like your grandma the podcast we done right mm-hmm. and so you're right when I'm podcasting I have to speak slower or else I just start like fucking throwing it all together and so um, so I feel like your mom heard that and she was like okay cool yeah and then she met me oh my god my mom does the smile and nod thing a lot she with does. me <laughs> She did. <laughs> um, oh, was fuck. I was talking about shooting the fucking possum. <laughs> I was just gonna bring that up. <laughs> that your mom, I think she. I don't even know. I think. Okay, well, some. <laughs> it's a mixture of like the way you talk, but sometimes you just say shit that's a little bit like off the wall. Yeah. And I don't under, even understand where you got it from. But... I can't remember what we were talking about. I was trying to think of like what got me on the, on the fucking... the possum. I don't know. I don't remember. Your mom was fucking bewildered, though. <laughs> it's bad and I'm drinking too and I remember yeah. at the wedding at the wedding your mom just kept smiling and I was like I hope it's like the music's too loud or something I feel I hope so um I feel like they can probably understand you more now like yeah you've been around a little bit but yeah. definitely like the first time like 4th of July like I don't think anybody knew no no your brother smiled and nodded a lot yeah yeah at that time, like Ken and Tab, they still couldn't understand you. Fuck no, I don't think they, I don't think they can understand you still. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I know, just like Ken will do it. Ken is just like, uh-huh. like just nodding his head, and I'm just like, oh, I can lost him. I can lost him. <laughs> yeah. Um. You wouldn't believe it though. Like so many people from this area have like such thick accents that sometimes it throws me through a loop because I've been like everywhere like I was in Florida for a long time in like the mm-hmm. ghetto yeah. and then in Arizona I lived in like the ghetto but it was mm-hmm. like the Spanish ghetto okay and then like you know like I know like Portuguese so like yeah. I feel like I still have like an accent but not as bad as like some of the people like after I've been away from this area for so long and I come back I'm just like oh fuck you know what I mean yeah there I'm there are definitely people with a lot thicker accents than you. Yeah. Yeah, that I've met. Yeah, be glad you got me. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's so weird. We were we were talking the other day about like when people move north, they pick up like a little bit of a northern accent, like how your brain like perceives shit, I guess. Um, and like some, I think like linguistics is like um, habit based because like I remember like Daniel would yell stuff. Mm-hmm. In, like, his northern accent, happy, uh, aggravated, like, whatever his mood was, and it always sounded the same. And so now, like, I'll say stuff, but I'll say it like Daniel Martin sometimes, mm-hmm. like, come here. And I'm just like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> Throws me off sometimes. Huh. And when I say, get the fuck out of here, like. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. That is interesting how that works. Mm-hmm. Um. I've traveled a lot, but I haven't really, like, lived too many places, like, other than up north, um, for too long, so, I guess I have, like, a, a, I don't know if I have, like, an Ohio or a Michigan accent, I don't know. You have, like, a Siri voice, you could just do... Like, a Siri voice? Yeah, like, there's no accent. Oh. Like, I can't... Okay, so sometimes when you do your fucking, your, I call it the New York Jewish mom accent you do. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you do it when you're, like, excited. <laughs> oh, my God. That that accent comes comes up out of nowhere. Like, I just... <laughs> it's like you're possessed by a woman in 1950s Brooklyn. <laughs> I just start talking like it. I don't... Come back before the streetlights kick on. That's what I would you sound like. I'm like, what the fuck? Barbara Streisand over here. I don't think that. Whatever. Oh, man. We trained today. We did train today. We've been training a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, today, we wrestled and we did some live, and I definitely took Josh down. That was the fucking like, point. 
That was the whole point of the drill. No, no, no. We did live. Like, completely. Like, two out of... Two out of... Oh, yeah. Three out of three. Two out of three times. I said give me three no, live No, no, two out of three times. We, we were wrestling live, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what she meant to say was, I gave an objective in live was for them to take me down three times in a row. And Alicia did that. Well, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Just admit it. I took you down. The very first time that I ever um, trained with you, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And I still wasn't, I wasn't 100% sold on Alicia liking me. I was like, all right, she just wants me to come up for like training camp or whatever. But it was at the end of training camp, so like this motherfucker better be ready. So I come up and she's like, "All right, let's go to the gym." So I'm like, "All right, bet." And the and I rolled with you and with Tab because you guys were the only people I knew there and Victor. Mm-hmm. And um, did you roll with Parisian too? Nope, oh, okay. just you three. That was literally it. Okay, I think we were there for an hour, mm-hmm. and I rolled with you. I rolled with Tab. I rolled with Victor. Okay. And then me and Victor talked while you and Tab were rolling with like other people. Okay. Because he was like injured at the time. Yeah. Um, but I like, I rolled with Tab a little bit harder than I rolled with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't like, cause you know, like when you go to a new gym and like, you don't want to be the asshole that just like goes in and like, yeah. like trains like or spars like too hard. So I didn't want to like yeah. roll super hard, but it was definitely like, I made it a little bit more competitive with Tab. Cause I was like, well, I don't have a crush on her. Yeah. So I'll do, I can, I'll yeah. feel okay choking her out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I rolled with her and then you came over and I was like, okay. We're going to partner up. I really like this girl. And I don't know how hard she rolls. So it became like a wrestling match. And I was like, all right, I just can't let her take me down. I have to earn my keep here. I can't let her take me down. Yeah. I earned my keep. The first day, the I earned first my keep. Day. First day. And then I was sore and, you know, jet lag, you know, whatever. And you took me down once. No, I day. took I you like, down three times. Because I definitely, we were, we were. Okay. I took you down, and then you're like, best two out of three. All right, so I took you down again. You're forgetting and why I then, took you down. And then, no, no. <laughs> okay, yeah, you took me down, but still, um, I got two out of three, right? And then you're like, three out of five. And then I took you down again. It was cute. I was letting you in. Had I known Faraz the Hobby's fucking mindset <laughs> on, you know, if, you, if you, a, woman, a woman ever bests you, she'll never be interested in you, I'd have just whooped your fucking ass. <laughs> 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 We listened to um, the Tristar Gym podcast because I'm a huge fan of Faras and GSP and Faras mm-hmm. is Arabic and um, he was talking about a woman will never like you if you're not attractive or if she thinks she's better than you at something or she can best you. And we were just laughing about it last night because he talked about that and then he talked about monogamy for what, like, a while. Yeah. So we were laughing at that last night. Mm-hmm. So that's what that comment was, by the way. I'm not like a sexist. Yeah. I think women should vote. I mean... I don't think you guys should drive, but I think you should vote. I think that they should be allowed to vote as well. Um, That's Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. vote, but, like, they should be allowed to. I don't like driving, but they should be allowed to. No. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just one. I'm just kidding, by the way. That was a a joke. I don't know how that's going to fare over, so we're just going to see how that goes. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, If I have to backtrack and reiterate that it was a joke. Asian. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was just saying I'm not a sexist. Oh, but. Yeah. But what? But what? Equal rights, equal fights. Square up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fuck it. All right. Let's go. We we pick on each other so much we, that, like, to the outside looking in, we probably... It probably doesn't look that great for people that don't understand us or, like, you know. Yeah, we, we joke all the time. I don't think we've ever actually... Well, you actually hit me in training camp. I didn't mean to. And then you actually hit me ten minutes before your fight. I didn't mean to do that either. And you actually head kicked me yesterday. Other than that... But, okay, all of those were training scenarios. Oh, yeah, no, only in training. And I don't even, I told you, like, from the get-go, I don't know how many, like, MMA couples are listening to this, but we don't spar with each other. 
No, we don't. Like, at all. No. Um, we don't ever want that to be, like, a dynamic. No. But. That just feels, like, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It feels really wrong. And I even said that. I was like, I'll roll with you all day long, but I'm not sparring with you. Yeah. From the get-go. And you were like, yeah, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the closer we got to the fight, I had to, like, step in as a sparring partner. So mm-hmm. I just became a punching bag for five minutes at a time. <laughs> I think I just walked forward and I was like, hey, hit me. Yeah. And we were working on leg kicks. So I was like, I'm mm-hmm. going to leg kick you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were leg kicking you. But, no, we don't spar but i will um fuck you up in some jujitsu you tried Um, to you tried to fucking 10 finger choke me the very first time we ever fucking rolled (laughs) and i was like the fuck (laughs) motherfucker turns up to 10 no that's just like why why is that turning it up to 10 just a 10 finger choke i thought we were okay so in my mind and this is like a true story 100 percent. i didn't know that alicia I, okay, let me backtrack. I convinced you to let me take you on a date. Um, no, you didn't convince me. You asked me one time, and I said, yeah. That's like, I, I was, That's you, you asked me. I did, I asked you to go on a date, and you said yeah. yes. Yeah. But we trained first. Yeah. So I was like, all right, here's this girl. I like her. She's yeah. really pretty. Yeah. I don't want to, like, I don't want to roll, like, super hard. I want yeah. to be, like, playful and fun. Yeah. And I was being playful and fun. And you were like, hey, here's a 10 finger choke. Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we're rolling. I didn't realize that a 10 finger choke is a dick move. Or any of the other eight fucking submissions you went for on me. And here I am just trying to like be playful. And I'm like, ah, you have a hair in your face. And I'm like trying to like wipe it away all cute. And you're like, be glad this isn't Lechway rules right ahead, but you bitch. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. No, it, it, was, it wasn't. It was fun. Um, but I I guess I do some sneaky submissions that are just kind of douchey. I guess. No, it, it, it's my style, though. It's kind of just... It was so close to training camp, too. Like, I think you were just, like, dialed in. Or it was yeah. so close to the fight in training camp. Because I came at, like, the end of training camp. Yeah. Yeah, so you were just dialed in. And we never went over, like, what we were going to do. You were just like, let's go to the gym. I was like, all right, big bet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, you also rolled with Jason that day. Oh, yeah, he's really nice. Yeah. yeah I did roll with that guy. Yeah. Shout out to that guy. He's really nice. You don't have to be a nice person, but some people choose to, and that guy chose to. Yeah, I appreciate people who choose to be nice people. Yeah, I do, too. The older I get, too, like, I see that, like, the world's, like, really fucked up. And so, like, I appreciate those people more. Like, did you ever have anybody, like, when you were in school that was like, always happy and it used to just piss you off on and days yeah. you maybe didn't, like, sleep enough that night or, like, you had a test you were, like, worried about? Yeah, definitely. You popped your toe and it fucking spiked <laughs> <laughs> um, you. Yeah, that shit used to, like, annoy me when I'd see, like, somebody it overly um, about to sin now. So we're about to get our video. Um... Well, that took 30 minutes to export. Or, yeah, about 30 minutes. That's a long time. Um, That shit used to, like, kind of annoy me, though, sometimes. Like, I'd have, like, a bad day or, like, a bad night or whatever. And then, like, the next day, someone would be overly cheery. It used to, like, bother me. Now, I just, like, love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feed off those people, I think. I do, too. Um, I really enjoy those people now. Um, I've done a lot of growing in life. Um, so... I guess just at a different place and seeing it from a different perspective, you know? Have you always been, like, really empathetic? I have been, but at first I didn't really understand that, like, what I was feeling was my own feelings. So I guess the, like, so I went to massage school, Mm -hmm. and in massage school I learned what, like, energy work is and stuff like that. Um, And I didn't realize that, like, I don't know, a lot of the stuff that I was feeling wasn't, like, my own. I just thought that I had, like, a lot of fucking... Yeah. Feelings, you know. I just felt everything for everybody <laughs> around me. <laughs> it's scary sometimes too. It is. It's very overwhelming. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. You like when you told me you were an empath. Um, it like really interested me because like I know like a couple empaths. Like Scotty's an empath, mm-hmm. but I'm always like right on the line to where like if somebody like super close to me, I'm mm-hmm. empathetic with. Mm-hmm. 
like when you feel something like I feel it too mm-hmm. but <clears throat> for the most part I'm like I can kind of shut it off too yeah. you know what I'm saying um, um, but it interests me that like music is like one thing for you mm-hmm. but like and I think we've talked about it on here before I can listen to like Heartbreak Song mm-hmm. into like a heavy metal song into like mm-hmm. uh, like a love song right yeah um, so, I guess music mean music has been with me, like, I don't know, I always, I always like the meaning of the songs, yeah. and I guess I always, like, attribute, like, certain, like, it, it, I guess, to exactly what it is. Um, I also did a lot of, like, mind-altering drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I would listen to music when I was, um, doing mushrooms or different, or, like, yeah. you know. And, uh, it, I guess I just, uh, really vibe with the music and, like, resonate with it. So, when I'm feeling sad, I don't want to listen to sad songs for that long, because I don't want to, yeah. like, fucking sulk and stuff. I don't know. You know me, I can listen to sad songs, like... Yeah. Like, old sad country songs are, like, my favorite for any time of day. Honestly, like, old, like, country, like, is, that's yeah. always a vibe. But, um... I don't know. There's just certain music that I feel like I don't want to listen to, like, all the time. Because I'm just going to start getting sad. I want to say, like, kind of a... So my favorite band in the world is Brand New. And Mm -hmm. for anybody that, like, really likes Brand New, like, if you read their lyrics, like, it's all, like, sad boy shit. Mm -hmm. But, like, I can listen to Brand New any day of the week, any time of day. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think, like, I just have, um... Like, when it comes to music, I have, like, a really big appreciation for, like, the artistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, like, I get, like, I've seen a lot of bands live, too. Mm-hmm. And I think when you, like, when you listen to a band, like, Brand New or, like, The Wonder Years, even, that have, like, sad lyrics, but then you see them live, like, it gives you, like, a different, like, vibe to it, yeah. maybe. So, yeah. like, maybe I just, like, I don't know, maybe, like, tomorrow morning, I'll get in the car and, like, one of my sad country songs will come on the radio on the way to work and it'll just fucking bum me out. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't really, I don't know, it doesn't really work like that for me, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, I guess it's just how we fucking... Being empathetic has always been, like, really interesting to me, though. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, I guess that I'm able to turn it off, but if I really care for somebody, then, like, it's kind of, like, hard to. Yeah. Um, but I've learned how to... <clears throat> when you watch, like, a movie... Like, will that do it, too? Like, you oh. watch, like, a set, yeah? Yeah. Is it worse seeing it as opposed to, like, just hearing it, like, with music? Oh, movies are, like, ten times worse. Like, yeah? yeah. Like, because cause at least, like, music, like, I can listen to, like, a, a set song, like, and, like, a happy song. Like, I can switch the vibe, <clears throat> and, like, it's, like, pretty good. But if I, like, listen to, like, sad music for, like, a little while, like, I'm gonna get in my feelings. Yeah. Um, but, like... A movie, it's just, like, it's worse because, like, you get invested, like, yeah. these, you care about these characters, and then, like, just shit happens, and, uh, and then, you know, watching, it's stressful. I am only like that with, like, movies where the dog gets hurt. Oh, my God. Or, like, shit like that. But yeah. let me tell you, you fucking, you catfished me. What do you mean? Cinematically. How? Million Dollar Baby. I did not, I, okay, y'all. <clears throat> when this movie came out, I remember, like, all the females in my family, and, like, you guys, like, I've talked about before, I come from, like, a family of, uh, a lot of, well, uh, like, a big family, so. Uh, anyways, all the females in my family were, like, stoked. They're like, oh, Hillary Swank, Clint mm-hmm. Eastwood. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, and I wasn't, like, interested when it mm-hmm. came out, so I'd always skipped over that movie. Yeah. And then you were like, we were rating our top, what was it, our top five or whatever? Yeah, um, our top fighting movies. I think it was... <clears throat> yeah, top five. And like Million Dollar Baby was so high at the top of yours, I was like, all right, I'm gonna fucking watch it. Mm-hmm. I was fucking perpetually sad from the time that we were introduced to her family. Okay. Yep. Until the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I could not. Like that movie fucked me up. It was a fantastic movie. So fucking good. Um, that so I, good. I, I think I cry every time. Like I. <sighs> I'm happy that you rewatched it and gave it a chance because it is one of my favorite movies. I don't know if, like, I have to say spoiler alert for a movie that's, like, 20-something years old, <laughs> but, like, when Clint Eastwood kills her at the end, mm-hmm. 
I fucking felt that. Uh-huh. Me too. Um, I was happy that, like, he made that decision, though. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, her family was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they were absolutely terrible. It, it's really sad, because, like, when I seen her and her family, like, it just reminded me so much of, like, this place. Yeah. Like, not this, not this house, but, like, like this, like, in this town, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, I don't know, it just, like, it struck a chord, I guess. Normally, mm-hmm. movies, like, like I said, like, I can watch some sad shit in a movie, and I'm just be like, all right, let's try King of the Hill, but, like, <laughs> but, like, that one, I was like, oh, God, I had to process it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And even, you remember, like, a couple of days after I watched it, I was like, babe. Yeah. That was some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I loved everything about that movie. Um, just know, the whole storyline, um, the actor, like the whole cast. Yeah. Who? Uh, Morgan Freeman was in it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was Morgan Freeman and Clint Eastwood and Hilary Swine. Hilary Swine. It's a good movie. Yeah. Mm mm mm. Hmm. We've been podcasting for 56 minutes, but we, like, you know that it's a good one when we hit the stride, and then we look up, and it's, like, almost an hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. that's how you know. Yeah, we hit it. We I don't know when we hit it, but, like, we hit it. Yeah. It's probably when you making fun of me for half the fucking podcast. Whatever. I wasn't making fun of you for half the podcast. My Boomhauer voice, and you taking me down, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We watched the uh, the fireman episode of King of the Hill. Where they become volunteer firefighters. Mm-hmm. That was the first time in a long time. And I guess because we've seen every fucking one of them. But like, that's the first time in a long time we both like LOL'd out, like, laughed out yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah. That shit was funny. Um, it, it was a good one. I don't think I've seen that one too many times. It Johnny Sins. Oops, sorry. Yeah, just launched that shit. Sorry. I think in almost every podcast we've done, look at that little audio spike. I think in every podcast we've done, you've thrown something at the mic. I I drop a lot of shit. I'm very clumsy. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's just in my nature. At least it's cute when you're clumsy. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you. Oh my god, at least it's not like... Oh, fuck. Can I talk about it? About what? At least it's not like somebody... Fucking, I want to talk about uh, when Chris fucking dropped the fucking gallon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go in. Go off, queen. He came into our room for all of two minutes. If that. If that. If that. Oh, we're giving the backstory. He, can you, I think you should give the backstory. Johnny Sins. Nothing freaks me out. Um, out. Alright, Kansas City. What, like an hour after your fight? Yes. I didn't know that it was a trend among the Invicta crew to, like, drink. Oh, yeah, always. I didn't know that. I don't think Chris did either. No. So, I'm pacing myself. I think I had, like, what, two beers? Yeah. Because I was, I was, like, kind of wanting to stay sober, so if anybody um, wanted to go anywhere, like, I would at least be able to drive. I didn't drink too much, but I definitely drank. Yeah. 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 You, did, you didn't drink that much. But Chris, on the other hand, did. Mm-hmm. So we had already... We gave him, like, food, didn't we? And then he went to bed. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so first it was Taco Bell, and then, yeah, we gave him some food. Yeah, and he went to bed. Yeah. Um, well, he's supposed to. He's going to back to his hotel room, which was, like... Yeah, like across the hall yeah um so he comes back to like he goes back knocks on the door like fucking a couple minutes later i don't know <laughs> like three minutes later three minutes later and he comes back and he's like can i grab the water or can i take the water right yes okay and then he grabs the water <laughs> <laughs> he like fumbles it and like knocks over so much stuff and all of the jug like fucking the ice box oh the, the ice box oh <clears throat> so it knocked over the ice box and the ice box fucking dumped out into josh's bag 
Which the shit was still wet a week later. Because we were still traveling like, yeah, we were in Ohio and I went to grab a pair of pants out and they were fucking soaked. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This was all, that was all in a matter of like fucking, probably like 30 seconds, honestly. It was so much. He dropped it so fast, and it made such a loud noise. I had my, I was in the bathroom, wasn't I? Yeah. I was in the bathroom, and I came out, I thought he fell. I just, like, I watched it happen, and nothing could, like, you, you, nothing could be done. Uh, earlier when you fell in slow-mo. Oh, yeah. So, earlier, we were going out the, out the gym door, and... It was really icy, so, um, you know, they're like, be careful, all right, and I, like, (laughs) I almost dropped my phone, and when, and then when I try to, like, fucking catch it, like, I, like, fumble it, and then at this point, I'm trying to catch my phone, I realize that I'm, like, falling, so I kind of, like, fall in, like, slow motion, yeah. I felt that way the other day when the snowpocalypse happened, we had to park at the bottom of the driveway, and I was like, I'll carry the groceries, you just get Sadie, so, like... I fucking walked around the car and just fell right in front of it. Uh-huh. It's, uh, falling on snow is, like, the single most embarrassing thing in the world oh to me God. when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. nothing, or nobody, like, no words of encouragement are going to make me feel better at Oh, no, not at all. Like, fuck. It, it, just, it doesn't doesn't feel good on the pride. You gotta walk it off to make it look good. You're like hurting. You're like, oh, my fucking hip. I think I broke my hip. <laughs> I'm trying to walk normal so nobody judges yeah, me. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Nothing happened. Earlier, you were like death clutching my arm as we kept walking. We went out the back door of the gym, which is why it was so icy. Because um, like an idiot, I left my keys at home. Yeah. So luckily the gym was like even fucking unlocked when we got there. I'd have been so pissed. Mm-hmm. But, um... So we went out the back door, and I we had to use a flashlight because there's like no lights back there. Not really. There's like a little street lamp, and uh, we're like using our phones, and I'm like fucking my mind trying to get the flashlight on, and all I hear is like a phone go crashing, and then I turn around and my little lovey's on her butt, yep. and definitely it didn't look like it felt good. Um, it didn't feel terrible. Like I've definitely felt. I thought that it was gonna be worse than what it was. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, landed right in my butt. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Wasn't fun. Oh, I knew we were waiting on laundry, but fuck. It's late. It is late. What do you say we get out of here? No, no, you're yawning. I started a, I started this fucking yawn train. No, oh, yep. Um, I say that that's a good idea. Me too. <clears throat> Babe? Yes? Am I going to rub CBD on you where you fell earlier? Yes, please do. What brand am I going to use? Wholesome Supplements CBD. I'm not very good at interjecting in the way you are. Oh, that was really good, actually. Um... And if you head over to their website and use the code HALFPINT, you can get a discount. Um, <clears throat> seriously, though, um, Wholesome Supplements has the best CBD that is around. Um, I've tried a lot of different CBDs as, you know, as an athlete. I've had other sponsors that have sent me CBD. Other, you know, no one's has been as good as theirs. Give it a try. You ever fucking yawn and, like, this thing under your chin cramps up? Mm-hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> I just don't like it. Um, if you guys, like, came here from the Takedown podcast, you guys know that, um, I used to be sponsored by another CBD company, and I just, like, their shit didn't work half as good as the Wholesome Supplement stuff does. We literally have a bag that we're looking at right now. And in our travel bags, we have travel-sized CBDs mm-hmm. to take with us. A lot of them. And in the gym bags, like, we have them literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a salve for probably, like, every bag of mine. Um, I love them. And I actually use their lotion every single day on my face. I love the way that it feels and smells. 
Sorry, I had to take a drink. Um, they have this stuff too. Let me grab it. Johnny sins. It is wholesome CBD for pets, and this is 500 milligram uh, CBD. It's full spectrum, but this is organic bacon, mm-hmm. and this stuff we give it to we gave it to our dogs, and they absolutely loved it. And the expiration is literally like a year from now, so this stuff is definitely not going to expire on you if you're giving it to your dog daily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good though; our dogs loved it. Yep. Um, there's also chicken flavor, which we actually heard that the chicken flavor is better than the bacon flavor, which we are surprised because the bacon, like, smells really good. Like, really bacon-y. Yeah, it smells just like bacon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it smells really good. They have a lot of really cool stuff, but they have the Pets line now, which is, like, super cool. They mm-hmm. have, uh, what's the stuff you've been using? Organic Jasmine? Oh, yeah, they have, like, this, like, roll-on stuff. Um, I really like it. Uh, it's really good for, like, my dry hands during the, um, winter seasons. Go check them out. Go check our Patreon out, babe. What's the Patreon? Um. Link in bio. <laughs> Link in bio. I think, I believe that it's just, uh, Dark Arts MMA. But Link will be in bio. Leash's merch is live. Yeah, um, if you go to the link in my bio on my Instagram, you will find um, my links to everything, but my new merch is on Etsy. It's really cool stuff, too. Your tie-dye shirt's really cool, your hats. We're actually, we can see one of the hats from right here. Oh, yeah, those hats aren't live. Oh. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Um, I have a hat. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Seriously, though, her merch is really cool, and it's very unisex, too, men and women. Yeah, um, I have some shirts and a journal and some stickers. I also have a painting up, which I'm probably going to finish a painting and add another painting tomorrow. Yeah. Check out the Recipe Realm Etsy. Check out the Patreon. We're about to have Dark Arts MMA merch, and Mm -hmm. I think it's all I've got, babe. I think, uh, yeah, that's all I've got. Adios. Bye.